Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Damn on the track! You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, C-H-P-C, the phenom. Hey, you...
welcome to the tailgate crew in the press box. It's Jermaine on Jermaine on the air. Hey, you got a lot of things going on this weekend. Uh, UFC is going on this weekend. And then this weekend is the last the last Saturday before, before fall camp start. So before we get into that, I'm going to jump into something. I don't have anything inspirational today, but I do have a, I do have a word of the day, something different. It's called companionship. In the dictionary, companionship means the good feeling that comes between being with someone else. The full definition of companionship is the fellowship existing among companions. Examples of companionship. The widow's pet cat provided her her only companionship. Your wife was your best companion. Your husband is your companion. Some of the best friends in the world that you have are companions. You know, not to sound like a broken record or anything, but, you know, when you got something real and you got something that you know that you love, you hold on to it as much as you can. I think one of the things that makes life so amazing and so real is the fact that when there's people in your life that show you love, that show you inspiration, that shows you everything that you need to know about yourself, that's what life's all about. You know, and I kind of lost—I kind of lost focus in that. You know, I kind of lost focus in my faith. I kind of lost focus in what was real and what was not. And it made me somewhat of a battle axe. It made me someone that I wasn't. In this day and age, you need friends, you need family to hang on to, to hold on to, to show you the way, make you feel like somebody, make you feel special. I lost that. But hopefully through these two hours, I can give you what I love and give you what I give you what I love and show the world what I am all about. I'm better than this and I will overcome this. That being said, we're going to take a quick break and get started. We'll be right back. searching for this truth here. Get away. Hey, Maybe I get away. Get away. 
Welcome back to the tailgate crew in the press box. This is Jermaine. We're gonna jump into some. We're gonna jump into some some real, real breaking news as of right now. As of as of Thursday, Ohio State's gonna gonna have four players, two of them suspended, two of them not playing the opening game at Virginia Tech. Joey Bosa, Jalen Marshall from that national championship team, and also two other players won't be playing in that game. Will that affect Ohio State? Probably not. Will that affect the outcome of that game? Absolutely not. You know, even though it is Lane Stadium and 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 the crowd gets crazy at Lane Stadium, I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll matter too much. You know, it's just one of those things. But getting to more exciting news: this past week, high schools around the states of Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida got started with their fall workouts. It means full pads, full go, everything. So excited for what, what's about to come. And I'm so excited to, to talk about what's to come in the future with the class of 2016 and the recruits that are coming out and the schools that they're going to. You know, last week we talked about Juwan Pass. We talked about, we talked about Felipe Franks. We've talked. We've talked about. Um, we talked about a kid from California, by way of Great Britain. It's just been so many different things that's been going on. But getting down to it, 
next this coming week, Tuesday. Tuesday, Auburn get started with their fall workouts. And for once, we come into the fall with a quarterback. Now, there will be some schools around the Southeastern Conference that's going to be looking for quarterback play. They're going to be looking for running back play. But one of those teams that's definitely, for me, that I want to talk about that's going to have some rather interesting and fun times at the quarterback position, you know, in terms of their, excuse me, in terms of their their preparation, is the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And I wish Scott Scott Smith was here to talk about the Fighting Irish, but they've got they've got some great things going on there. They finally found themselves a bit of a running game last year. Uh, Malik Zaire is going to take over that team. You know, they've got a lot, got a lot of things going, going, going on with them, and they got an ACC heavy, ACC heavy schedule this year. And I think that one, one of those, one of those deals that where when they play, they're gonna play hard, and they got a lot of, they got a lot of schools coming in, a lot of things coming in um, next year also um, in terms of. In terms of everything that, that that they're having with the recruits and, and things of that nature, um, one of the one of the prize recruits that I've heard that that may make the jump to Notre Dame is a tight end from Buford, Georgia, who also has made a verbal commit, but I don't think he I don't think he sold on that commit as of yet. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what what will follow with with Notre Dame. Um, you know, was talking about other independents, talking about some. I'm going to talk about some surprises that may, in fact, surprise a lot of people within the playoff structure. BYU, um, they get Taysom Hill back. They have a lot of veteran receivers. They got they got a great secondary coming back. Even if they didn't play as well as people thought they would play last year, they've got that kind of mindset with Bronco Mendenhall at the at the helm there that a can propel them to greatness and be be great i don't think they'll be national championship contenders but they could shock a lot of people and get in that conversation um some mid majors that may jump into that um you know you always talk about boise being one of those teams that's going to it's going to jump ahead but let's talk about now let's talk about the Fresno States who you know I don't think that they'll be ready but you know that Mountain West West division is very 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 open wide open and you know with the likes of San Diego State and the likes of the likes of San Diego State the likes of San Jose State and Fresno State those are the three teams that I think that will come out of the Mountain West and be probably that top that top three in the Mountain West West Division. Of course, the status quo at in the Mountain Division is with Utah State. Even though they're looking for a new quarterback, I think that their defense will, will actually take the day for them. You know, and they lose a lot. 
they lose a lot defensively. They lose a lot offensively with possibly one of the best players to ever come out of Utah State. Um, name, um, his name actually, actually, I should forget his name. But, you know, with the way, with Boise State, first year head coach, and they go 11 and 2. I mean, Boise is primed to be that next team from a mid-major to go into, excuse me, to go into a major conference. And, you know, with the Big Ten having 10 teams, is that possible? I think it's very possible. I think it's very, very possible that you're going to see Boise State in, in that mix of joining the Big 12. You know, also, if you look at other schools that may join the Big 12 that we can throw out there, you know, I, I think it would be crazy to be to be honest with you, but I think it's about time that maybe a Colorado get back to the glory years and actually go back to the Big 12 and, you know, cut their Pac-12 experience as a loss because – I mean, you've gone through four coaches in the last six, seven years, and you haven't had stability since. You haven't had stability in in over ten years, I guess, since Gary Barnett left. You know, and you haven't had that superstar player, that superstar breakout player, in forever. You can't get the recruits that you normally get. I mean, nationally, you were. This was a nationwide power that's gone to the wind, and it's just sad. But I think one of the things that that I actually actually like about Colorado is, well, the snow. I mean, that's about it. Um, that's all I can say about that. But. Getting back on tangent, you know, they've got some there's some great some great players in the state of Colorado. And like like myself and Scott were saying last week, you know, there's a lot of individual players in, in certain states, and there's a lot of players that have come through the state of Colorado and you know, here lately it's been kickers. You know, Alabama's got one, Auburn's got one, and it's just been one of those things and I think that I think one I think another one of those things that could possibly happen that could possibly go wrong go forward, you know, is maybe maybe they can beat Colorado State this year. I doubt it. You know, with Mike Bobo being there, bringing in a new offense, you know, they you know again there's another contender for the Mountain West, and I think. And I think that they could have won the Mountain West last year if it wasn't for a couple of losses. And, you know, with former Alabama running back D. Hart there and everything, I mean, it was such a great season for Colorado State. It was one of those seasons that you haven't seen since Sonny Lubick left. And, you know, they've had their fair share of ups and downs also. So, I mean, the state of Colorado is still, you know, they're still relevant in the college football world, but – not as relevant as they used to be. Moving on. You know, we're starting to see a lot of apparel manufacturers 
come about and changes and things of that nature. One of the big changes this year um, that I saw for the first, I saw the first renderings of Miami's new uniforms and Miami's no longer with Nike. They're with Adidas and they signed a big, big deal with Adidas. That's among one of the biggest deals for a college program ever. Um, it didn't surpass the the deal with with Under Armour and Notre Dame or the deals that, that they've had previously. But Adidas is stepping up their game in the world of college football. You get Miami from you get Miami from Nike's grasp after 30 plus years with Nike. That's a big coup in itself. And then other top schools like UCLA re-upping with you and and Nebraska re-upping with you. And then you have schools like Michigan who are going back to the glory years, you know, with the whole Bill Martin debacle when he took over as AD at, at Michigan and signed that big 10-year deal with Adidas. You know, it kind of, they kind of lost their identity altogether, Michigan did. Now they're going back to the glory years, and they've signed a $169 million deal, 10 years. That's equipment, everything. So Michigan's going to be a Nike school next year. You know, and and there was some intense negotiations between Adidas and Nike and, and Under Armour. But what won the day and seeing pictures of it uh, was, for me, was when Nike – Brought them into their Beaverton, to their world headquarters in Beaverton, and had nothing but Michigan apparel and pictures from the past on their walls and as murals and things of that nature. I think that was a big selling point for me. And I've often said that with apparel comes championships, and and that's more evident, that's evident in what we've seen in college football. If you look at the last 10 national champions, nine of the last 10 national champions wore Nike. The only exception was those Auburn Tigers. And, they've re- and they're about to go into some negotiations of their own with apparel, with apparel manufacturers next year. I would love for them to stay with Under Armour. I would love for them to you know to go to Nike. Cause I'm a Nike, I'm a, I'm a Nike shoe wear, and I'm also a pearly man. You know, even though this is a football related show, this is also a sports related show. Well, team, I think in order for us to move, in order for us to be a big time school and move forward, I think it's time for Auburn to make that step into the into the unknown, into the right direction and go with Nike. Even though even though you know they've come up with some big shoe, they've come out with some shoe contracts with Under Armour's come out with shoe contracts with Steph Curry and and other players. I just think that it's time to go with with what brought you there in the past and what was bringing you to the forefront now. Um with Nike and 
Um, some of the best games ever. Auburn's wore Nike apparel, and some of the best games that we've seen in the past few years, they've worn Under Armour. So I wouldn't be happy or sad either way, as long as they're with a winner. And obviously, Under Armour is a winner. But we're gonna jump into we're gonna jump into some music real quick, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back in the press box from the tailgate crew. This is Jermaine. Thank you for being a part of the show. Thanks for thanks for calling. Thanks for listening to me. Now we're about to jump into some. We're about to jump into some recruits and jump into something that I'm very excited to see. And that's the Elite Eleven. And knowing that the Elite Eleven has spawned out some great quarterbacks in the past few years, and and this year's no different with schools from everywhere getting some of the best some of the best backs you know that we've seen and this is probably one of the deepest quarterback laden recruiting years I've seen since the year that Christian Hackenberg came out or the year Shane Morris came out. I mean those were two consecutive years that there were some great some great quarterbacks come out. And this year's no different in the Elite 11, the Elite 11, the finalists for the Elite 11. I mean, we can, I mean, we can name off these kids and, you know, maybe they won't be as great, you know, as, as college football as they are, as they are high school football players. But these guys have got some gifts and just jumping into some of them. I mean, like one of one of the ones that that really jumps out at me is a guy like Desire, Messiah DeWeaver, who's a Michigan State commit from Northern Ohio, has a nice nice arm, can throw the deep ball really well. Um, I think Michigan State probably pulled off a big coup when they got when they got DeWeaver and you know got him away from Ohio State and got him away from the clutches and things of that nature. And another guy, Jet Duffy, um, a Texas guy. I cannot wait to see him play this year. I can't remember what school he, what high school he plays at, but I've heard so many good things about this kid, and I've seen some some highlights of him and seeing what he can do. You know, throwing the ball, spinning the ball, great dual threat. And just he's just a competitor. He's a winner. And then Georgia, they've gone above on Ashley from where I, I I would never have thought that they would go as far as the state of Washington. They got a kid from the state of Washington who I think is probably – has dynamic arm I've seen come out of the state of Washington since Jake Locker. This kid has got it. Jacob Eason, he's six six. He's about two hundred and thirty pounds. He's real tall in the pocket. Makes every throw, and he, he probably the best touch on a deep ball I think I've ever seen from a high school player. And that and that's saying something because I watch a lot of high school football. I know, I mean, I've seen high school football. I've played against great quarterbacks in, in my day. You know, Blake Mitchell comes to mind, um, former scouting quarterback. Um, if I date myself a little bit, there was a kid from America's High School who went on to Florida State. Um, his name um, kind of – his name um, floats away from me there, but 
those are guys who can spin the ball. And Jacob Eason's got that kind of arm. You know, another guy who I think has a chance to be something special. And I think, actually, I think that he'll come in. I think he'll be a starter from day one as soon as he hits campus. That's Felipe Franks. I mean, he's from he's from Crawfordsville, Florida, Wakula High School, Northern Florida. This kid, Wakula is known more so for their wrestling and their baseball than they are for football. And his brother, who's a who's a player at Central, Felipe Franks is a is a two sport guy. He's a baseball. He's a pitcher on the baseball team, and he's a quarterback on the football team. He's got a dynamic arm. Really, really strong in the pocket. Also, another tall guy, 6'6", six, six, um, six, six, about the 220, 225 mark. You know, just he's one of those players. He, he's, he looks kind of like he's not as big as Jamarcus Russell. He's nowhere near as – he doesn't – he has the arm talent of a Jamarcus Russell. But I think he's got that mental wherewithal to come in and play immediately, you know, like a Christian Hackenberg did at, at um, Penn State. And speaking of Penn State, <laughs> the rich just keep getting richer. You know, Jake Zimbeck, um, possibly, possibly a January enrollee, um, can throw the ball probably as well. As those guys can't, as those two, as the previous two guys I've, I've said, um, th- like these these guys just have gifts. All eighteen of these guys have have, and you know, and the fact that a lot of these kids are going to going to elite Division one schools, um, like a Jared Guantano, who we haven't even talked about yet. And that's a name that I, I I want you guys to go look at. I mean, go look at these guys and, and go see what they're about because they're coming in next year. And some of them are going to play early. Some of them are going to red shirt. You know, and I hope that some of these guys get the red shirt. And I know some of these guys won't be able to because of, because of what they had, what what's coming back to their particular schools, you know, Felipe Franks for me is one of those guys that will play early, simply because you don't know what you're going to get out of Anthony Jennings, you don't know what you're going to get out of, out of the other quarterback that they have, but you know what you have when he gets on campus, and he was at, he was actually at a development camp at LSU, and he's actually doing. He is actually ahead of where Anthony Jennings and and um and some of the other quarterbacks at at Michigan at um I'm sorry at LSU are, and that's saying a lot. You know, a high school senior being ahead of a college sophomore who played who played a full season last year, very interesting. But moving on, look at other look at other. Players on this on this Elite Eleven list, Brandon McElwain is one of those guys. He reminds me so much of Savell Newton because Savell Newton was was a winner, and if you remember Savell Newton at South Carolina, Brandon 
Wayne is a Carolina commit. Um, standing safe, and it, it's very, very, very. They are so similar in size. They're about five ten, five eleven. Uh, they weigh. They don't weigh two hundred pounds, but what they give you is heart. They give you. They give you matchup matchup problems. You know, running whether they're running the ball, whether they're passing the ball. And Brandon Malcolm has got a better arm than Savell Newton ever will have ever had. So I don't think that he'll be one of those guys that's going to that's going to you know while you with it while you with with physical with his physical stature, but he'll while you with the way that he want with his will to win. So he's another guy that that I think that'll be great. Looking down the list against Shea Patterson, need I say more? I mean, the kids, the kid, that kid, of all the of all the quarterbacks that, that we've just named, he's got the most upside um, of the two. Whereas Jacob Eason and Felipe Franks, I mean, they come in and they're go- they're gonna they're gonna shine quickly, but. Shea Patterson and Brandon Peters, another guy, Michigan commit, Nick Starkle, state of Texas, who I've seen play a couple times. Um, Nick Starkle can make all the throws. I mean, all 18 of these guys can make all the throws, but they've made great commitments to schools that they're going to simply because they fit the type of they fit the type of offenses that they're going to Felipe Franks is a game manager with a big arm so he can he can take over a game or he can he can take over a game or he can manage the game Jacob Beast is the same way I mean he's a gunslinger he's kind of like he's kind of like a Matthew Stafford in a way Except he's taller, and except he's taller. That that's about the only difference between them. Jawan Pass, who who as as indicated last week, is on his way to Louisville, and I think that that was a big pickup for Louisville. That was a big pickup for the ACC. And if you look at this list, a lot of a lot of these teams are a lot of these schools that these that these guys have committed to. In that power five, the power five conferences, a lot of them are going to the SEC. A lot of a couple of them are going to the Big Ten. A couple of them going to the Pac Ten, and we haven't even talked about Shane Buckley yet. And this is another kid from the state of Texas, gifted arm, very strong. But we haven't talked about guys who aren't on this list. And Oregon has got a got a quarterback um, who's playing at Allen High School this year from the state of Minnesota originally. Um, and he is he's one of those guys who's got the type of arms just like just like these eighteen here. And it's going to be very very interesting to see what's going to happen in the next in the next one or two seasons with a lot of these guys. And I'm very excited to see what's 
going to happen. Now, the the quarterbacks that didn't make it to the to the finals, like a Seth Green, as we talked, as I just talked about, who um who's originally from the state of Minnesota, now playing high school. Um, he's a commit to Oregon. He's a hard commit, but schools like Texas, schools like TCU, and Baylor have also come and want him to come visit. But I, I think that looking at his highlight tapes and looking at what he's what he's done, um, his first his first few years in Minnesota, I think that Oregon's probably the best fit for him uh, schematically. That's not to say that he wouldn't fit into into a Texas a type offense or or a or a TCU type offense, which is kind of wide open, but he's got the kind of arm that just like the other just like the other guys I, I mentioned, he's got the type of arm that can win you ball games, that can give you big plays, and that can also that can also win you games, you know, as a whole. So I think that I think a lot of these quarterbacks here on, on the, in this list are just, just great, great, great young quarterbacks. Now, I think uh, some of the other some of the other guys that that we've talked about, um, a lot of guys have talked, a lot of people have talked about, you know, that are that are pretty pretty great kids and and everything. You know, we don't talk about we don't talk about running backs very often. We don't talk about we don't talk about defensive backs. We don't talk about defensive ends as much. But you know, a lot of people say that the quarterback is the leader of the team, and yeah, that may be true. And the guys that I've just referenced, they are one of those. They are some of those guys that can be leaders. And will take a team on their back and will them to win. And I think that's what a lot of schools need, especially schools that don't have the exact winning traditions that they as they should, or they've had and kind of lost their way a little bit. So it's kind of hard for everybody to I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It's sustainability. I mean, I guess that would be the word. Um, I think the rich get richer. You know, I think a lot of the schools that have great recruiting traditions and have great and have great histories are schools that get story quarterbacks. Do I think that some of these schools? Do I think some of these guys should go to these schools? Yeah, no, but. You're gonna go where tradition and where your best chance of going somewhere will be. You know, hopefully these kids make the right decisions in, in where they want to go to school and hopefully they make decisions in the right decisions in life because we don't need 
things that happened this past offseason happen again, you know. But you, I mean, you you can't really say who's gonna do what and what's gonna happen because we can't predict the future. But as evident, as evidenced by what we've seen on film and what I've seen them and what other people have seen in person. These have got to be some of the best guys that you that you'll see coming out of high school, and and I'm excited to see them. And with that, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back in the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, and thank you for being a part of the show. We're about to jump back into some recruiting, into some recruiting, and and um, looking at looking at some of the top recruits in the ESPN 300, and I'm looking at so many different people, you know. And Greg Little steps comes to mind for me. Watched this kid play last year in the state championship game for Allen High School, Allen, Texas. He is a left tackle who can play pretty much every position on the field. In 6'5", about 320. He moves like a he, he moves like a five-year-old trying to get in and out of – I don't even know how to even explain it. You know how a five-year-old can, like, get into, like, a bucket or something and just stay there for a while or in a drawer, like a like a, like a extra drawer or something? That's the, that's the way this guy moves. And he's got, he's got the feet of a ballerina. And I just hope that people will – like actually just take a look at him. I mean, he's got so many different schools after him. And for me, if I if I was if I was actually think of where he would go, do I think he can stay in state? Sure. Do I think he do I think he'll qualify? You know, if he wanted to qualify, sure. But I think I think that the schools that may be that may be at the forefront for him are the Texas schools and Maybe, maybe a, a school like Ohio State. Maybe a school like, maybe a school like LSU or a school like, like Alabama. Ugh, I just said it out loud, but uh, 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 I can't believe I just said it out loud. I mean, I, I should slap myself, but you know, I, I can't do that. And y'all can't see me on on radio do that, but y'all can pretty much hear me do it if I did it. But beyond the point, great little, great kid, very strong feet. I mean, like I said, can play any position on the field. Do I project him as being a, ta- a tackle at the next level? Sure, he could play there, but I think that he'll play in the interior. I think he'll be a guard. Um, another kid that, that everybody's talking about um, is Julian Rochester, who – is from the state of Georgia. I've seen him play. I've seen him play a couple times. Um, <laughs> he's a defensive tackle that isn't as athletic as a Terrence Cody was, but he's got the size of a Vince Wolford. Um, I mean, 6'6", 335. He's a Georgia commit. My goodness. I mean, he's a grow grader. He can make tackles for loss if he has to, and he'll eat up and he'll eat up blocks if he has to. Um, he he's got that kind of he got that kind of ability, and you know moving moving down moving down the, the list here. Um, Lindell Wilson is another kid. Um, again, Auburn, Alabama, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. You know guys like schools like that are looking at him. Even Georgia's been looked at him. Um, it, it's a wonder where he's going to go. And I think that he's going to actually make his commitment uh, before the season starts. So uh, that'll be something to look forward to. Um, you know, we'll go down the list here. And, and one guy that, that really stands out to me is, is Kyle Davis of Archer High School. Another guy that stands out on the list is 
Archer wide receiver Kyle Davis. Um, he runs like a deer. Um, he's not as crisp running routes as, 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 but what he brings, what he brings to you is is something different. He brings, he brings a toughness. He'll go across the middle. He'll, he'll burn you if he has to. Um, He's got that kind. He's got that kind of. He's got that kind of. That kind of ability. Um, Arson went very deep in the playoffs last year with with his help. Um, you know, another guy after you know after him is Manville. Manville. Um, Manville safety. Uh, Deontay Anderson. Another guy. Um, Manville from the state of Texas. They always seem to to spawn out that great. That that next great player, and they've got a pipeline going to going to Texas, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to Texas. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Oklahoma or Oklahoma State picks him out of picks him out of the out of the bunch also. And I know there's another kid on this list that I know Scott Smith is really high up on is Marlon Davidson from Greenville, Alabama, uh, Greenville High School. is a defensive end, six three, two eighty. Um, Again, a lot of schools are after him. I think that he, can, I think that he can play anywhere. Um, I think he'll stay in state. Um, I know he's supposed to go on a couple visits here in the next couple weeks. One visit is to Auburn, the other visit to Alabama, and another visit to LSU. If I'm not mistaken, I think LSU is an unofficial visit. So, Marlon is one of those guys to, to look at also. Um, going going on down the list, and there's just so many great players in the CSPN 300, and you know another another player that you know that we've we've talked about we've talked about already, and you know we haven't really touched on we haven't really touched on other players, and oh my goodness, um. You know, it's just it's so many different players, so many players that that brings. So Eulis Trinity has, has spawn, spawn out. I mean, Eulis Trinity. I mean that that's almost that's almost an institution in Texas. I mean, you put Eulis Trinity, Converse Judson, and some of the other schools in Texas into into a into a pipe. And that's what makes up the University of Texas football team. Uh, and this kid is no different. I mean, he is no different. Um, about three hundred, about six four, about three hundred pounds. Brings a lot to the table. Four star, very strong. Um, I think that he can even move out. He can even move, you know, be a three technique or. Or play or play the nose, and I, I think that um, he got the, he got that kind of got that kind of talent that will make you that will make you think of what you can do and uh, what you can do with this kid, and he he's got that kind of talent that you can move him around, you can you can do different things with him. I mean, and I and I'll be even <laughs> I'd be remiss, I, I wouldn't. Even so they try to stand him up. That was a joke. I I think he he'll be okay. 
you know, if he was a stand-up guy, but I, I, I like him. I like him as a three or a one, or even at the nose. And he's got that kind of, he's got that kind of talent. Um, you know, we we talk about uh, we 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 can go on and on and on with with what's here on this list. And I mean, I'm I'm just looking at this list, and I'm like. I'm so excited just to see who's all on this list. Um, running back, we, we can go to running backs and Elijah Holyfield, the son of Amanda Holyfield. I mean, Woodward Academy, you know, about 5'10, about, about 195 pounds, um, can play. And I mean, just I just wonder where he's gonna go. You know, I, I'm excited to see him go somewhere. Um, Darian Anderson, another kid. You know, he's a quarterback. He, you know, he's a quarterback. He'll, he's gonna play quarterback for Houston County this year in the state of Georgia from Warner Robins. Um, I think that he's got he's got that upside that he can play safety. He can play. He can play running back. He can play quarterback. Play receiver. I mean, there's so many running backs at Georgia. You know, you got four running backs that that can that can ball that can play at Georgia. Do I think he'll be a do I think he'll be a running back at Georgia? Possibly not. I think he's got the speed to be a corner. I think he's got the speed to be a receiver. It's very, very, very interesting to see what's gonna happen with him. Sabolo Steele, defensive end. Mark Jackson, another kid. Sabolo Steele went deep in the Texas in the Texas uh high school playoffs last year, losing out, losing out in the in the uh in the quarterfinal round. Sabolo still, they've spun out some some players in the, in the last few years. Um, one in, one in particular, Malcolm Brown, who who played at Texas, um, and you know, there, there's just some some great players that come from that center, and he's another one of those great players. And you know, that's fertile ground, and like I said, that's fertile ground for for recruiting in, in San Antonio, and and. For A and M to get him, that's that's a big coup. That's a that's a big coup, and that's very exciting for me. Um, the only downside about him is he's only two hundred twenty five pounds, but he's got the frame to add more weight. I think, I think as as he progresses and as he gets as he gets older, he's gonna put on that weight and he's gonna mature into into that body that everybody wants him to have. Um, I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm just going through this list, and I'm, I'm just picking out people that, that I'm, that I see, and I'm just, I'm just amazed, and I'm, I'm excited to see high school football this year. You know, if it wasn't for high school football on Friday nights, I'd be married right now. I mean, I'm not even, gonna, I mean, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I mean, if it wasn't for high school football on Friday nights. I'd be married. I'd be, I, I yeah, but I, we'll just leave it that way. Um, but moving forward, <laughs> um, you know, Fridays and Saturdays are special days for me, and and just just thinking about what we have going on, thirty six days away. You know, in some cases, you know, high school football is twenty two days away. You know, so twenty three. I'm sorry, 21 days away. And some of these schools, 
some of these schools are actually going to get started on the 14th and, and play preseason football. So I'm very excited to see what's going to happen. I'm very excited to, to see a lot of these players on ESPN 300 that we've just talked about. Um, and I'm very excited to see what what what's gonna what's gonna transpire what's gonna go on in the next next few like I said in the next one to two years in the next few months in the next few months you know with with the college football season and with with high school football and everything of that nature and I just can't wait to get some of these coaches on on, on the show with on the show with us in the next couple of weeks. Um, and hear their, their viewpoints on, on high school football and how high school football in their states uh, rank as opposed to other states or, um, you know, their state of football as of right now, um, what their take is. So, I, like I said, I, I'm like, like I said, I'm a kid in a candy store right now. I really am. And just just knowing what we have and knowing, Knowing what type of athletes that we have and type of people that we have, you know, hopefully, hopefully those those players live up to what we know and what we see they can live up to. And with that being said, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back and we'll be talking about some of these. We'll be talking about more of these uh, recruits in just a second. Eagles and Gators, if they are edible, sports center highlights. 
mistakes, they are incredible Look up at the scoreboard, if they we're ahead of you Roll Tide, you should just pledge it too Girl from Tide Nation, that is who you reppin' too I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama I'm so Alabama, I'm so Alabama, hey, Roll Tide Welcome back in the press box and the tailgate crew. This is Jermaine, and that was Young Johnny with I'm from Alabama. Shouts out to Young Johnny. Song too much because it's about Alabama, but War Eagle to you anyway. And we're going to jump back into some recruits. And, um, you know, we're talking about we're talking about recruiting and we're talking about recruiting from a nationwide standpoint, but I'm the school recruiting and one of the big one of the big things that I'm seeing right now that um that some of the SEC schools are making a big play for some of the talent that would traditionally go to SEC schools. One in particular, uh one particular school um in the last two weeks has just absolutely shocked and just amazed me is the University of Louisville and what you know is done with that 2016 class is he's possibly putting together dare I say a top five or top ten recruiting class I mean you got you got a you got some Kids that are coming in. Michael Boykin, a Carrollton High School, Carrollton, Georgia. Um, he's committed. He's made a hard commit and made a verbal to the University of Louisville. TJ Bronson of of South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, um, who was was pretty much a lot to stay in state. Has decided to go. Has decided to give a give a verbal to, excuse me, give a verbal to Louisville, and you know, of course, Jawan Pass, Desmond Patrick, who is a receiver cornerback from the from the state of Michigan, um, was was a soft commit to UK, to the University of Kentucky. Now he's flipped, and he's going to. Give a hard commit to Louisville. There's some great things that's going on here, and I'm very excited about what about the state of Louisville, about the state of Louisville's football. You know, I'm not a big Bobby Petrino fan, and everybody knows that. I think that he, I, I, I mean, let's just let's just face it. I think that he, he's not a good person. You know, I just think that he's not a good person at all, and. But he's a great coach, and you can't you can't discount that, you know. So, I mean, 
they put it together. They put it together at Louisville, and and even this year, I think that they are course in ACC, but I don't think they'll win the ACC. So, what Bobby Petrino's putting together, and what what that athletic program's putting together at Louisville is just it's it's just amazingly great. Um, you go on to Georgia, and you look at some of the players that they've that they've. Uh, that they've put together in the last few in the last few months and last few years, um, it is very great. And you know they've gone they've gone outside of where they normally where they normally go, and they went to known places like the state of Washington. They've gone they've stayed a lot in state, you know, and got some of the great players in state. They've gone to other states like Garrett Walston of of uh, North Carolina, uh, excuse me, Randricus Davis here in Atlanta from the Atlanta area, Mays High School, who is just some something special as a, as a speed receiver, and um, you know you got some other players that are coming through. You know, uh, Tyler Clark, who's a defensive tackle from from America Sumter, and uh, Ben Cleveland, who's from Stevens, Georgia. Julian Rochester again, as we talked about earlier. Jacob Eason, who we've talked about earlier. Um, they've got some great players to fit to fit what they want. Now it's just a matter of, of them signing on that dotted line and seeing what they're seeing where they're gonna go. And like I said, it, I'm like I said, very very excited to see um, the state of the state of recruiting in in Georgia at Auburn and in uh everywhere else and it's just it's just really 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 refreshing to see that some of these kids make the right choices not only for themselves but for but for their families and and things of that nature i mean i mean it's just it's just really refreshing to see see guys take their Take steps, great, and um, you know, like, like, like one of the players that I really want to see come to, come to, um, excuse me, come to Auburn, is a uh, five-star recruit, Kyle Davis, and he was actually at Nike the opening, um, this past this past uh, summer, and. He's got the type. Of, he's got the type of hands. If, if given the opportunity, um, he's almost he's almost he's almost like a Duke Williams, you know, who who will catch everything, you know, um, you know, he'll catch anything. He runs crisp and precise routes. He. He just he just does everything that needs to be done, and um, I'm very very excited to see what's gonna happen with with some of the Auburn guys um, as we see some of the some of their some of their, some of their um, early season uh, hard commits. Um, one that stands out for me again, me being a Georgia guy, and also a Border guy. Uh, is a uh, Bradarius Ham from Spalding County, Griffin, Georgia. Um, I actually got a chance to see. That's got a chance to see this kid 
in person. And I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you like this. You put him you can place him anywhere, anytime against anybody, and he will beat them into the ground. He's got the kind of heart, he he's got heart, he's got there's just a bit of class to him that just nobody that you can't really you can't really how can I even put this? He's got the kind of heart, he's got the kind of kind of play that only you would see from a guy who wants who wants it. And the fact that he at he's coming to Auburn shows you what kind of what kind of what kind of player he is. I mean, um you know, and we know that he's 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 a pretty hard commit. You know, we know that he's you know he's a pretty solid commit. He's not a hard commit as of yet. But would love to see him in that in that Auburn uniform. Would love to see him um alongside um Mm, excuse me. Alongside um, some of the some of the great defensive linemen that we have at Auburn already, and it's just it's just gonna see. Um, another kid that that steps out to me is Stephen Davis Jr. Stephen Davis Jr. is he's a legacy of sorts. Um, his father played at his father played at Auburn, and um, from the state of South Carolina. I just think that he's six four, about two fifteen. I mean, he's a quarterback by nature, but I think that he'll play other positions. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's a he's a um he's a quarterback by by nature, but I think he'll probably move to safety. You know, he's got the kind of got the kind of kind of body kind of body to him. A receiver, if he wanted to, um. But I, I think that I would love to see him as a receiver. Um, to be that big receiver. Do I think that he's got the? Do I think he has the speed to play receiver? Sure. Do I think that he'll be better off as a as a tight end H H back type of guy or, or like I said as a safety? I don't know, but you you have to play him in a position where he gives you the most success, and I think that he'll be that. You know, he's he's a big guy. He's gonna grow into his body, so. I think he'll be a you know in the next couple of years who, and maybe even maybe even that outside receiver that everybody that everybody sees. Now, one of the big recruits for me, and one of the one of the shocking uh, hard commits that we had is John Broussard from Phoenix City, um, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of people thought that. He was Alabama through and through. Thought he was going to make his commitment to Alabama after last season. And he kind of flipped on everybody and said that he was going to be, he was going to come, going to give a verbal to Auburn. And I'm very excited to see this guy. He's a shutdown type corner. Um, got great ball skills. You know, got great vision on the field. A sure tackler. And can just ball. He can, and I think once he comes on campus, I think he could play early. I think he can play right now if he wanted to. 
Um, so a lot of there's a lot of great commits, you know, coming to the SEC and coming coming to the forefront. And it's just, like I said, like I said earlier, it's exciting to see. Exciting to see. And I'm just, I'm sitting here, I'm just literally shaking. I mean, I, I feel like calling Cowherd, you know, he's on, you know, she's, I'm just excited for, for, What's gonna happen? I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for these for these young men and women, for these young men to show their words and show what they can do. And like I said, you just you just can't put into words. I can't put into words how great how great football is. And with that being said, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Over the money, got me barely eating cause of money. So you pushing every week to get the money. Now what happens is we start to get obsessed with getting money. Cause the only way we live is through the money. So you push bricks cause you know it gets you money. Even though you probably killing someone's kid only for money. Ain't that something we can still be out here running for the money. Losing time over the money. The majority of crime is cause of money. Baby crying cause of mummy can't supply cause of money. And little do you know you teach your child to get money. Go to college, get the knowledge, get the money But money don't stop problems, it's a problem, get my money So stop worshiping the dollar, cause I cotton don't mean nothing uh, Make the money, then we let the money make us Miss some birthday just to get your cake up We want world change, but change is what change us Things only gonna change up once the people wake up Once the people Stop letting money rule us Stop letting money rule us Stop letting money rule us Once, once, once the people Once, once, once the people Stop letting money rule us Stop letting money rule us we just like you trying to get the money Need a loan for the money Get a bitches at your home cause of money Now you struggling in the street is where you roam cause of money Contemplating life, should I buy the shoes for his money? Spend it on a new pair of shoes so I'm setting But won't have enough loot for the bus So I'm walking to the mall to show off Hoping bras make a money, what a shame People getting shot for the money Corrupted cops over money You got everything you got cause of money So when the money stops, all you got's really nothing But still, I'll be here to care about his money Use your pride to the money Bottom line, we survive for money Put our life on the line just to thrive for money Ain't it funny? Make the money, then we let the money make us Miss some birthdays just to get your cake up We want world change, but change is what change us Things only gonna change up once the people wake up Once the people Stop letting money rule us Stop letting money rule us Stop letting money rule us Once the people Once the people Stop letting money rule us Stop letting money rule Luckily, never had to worry about the money Cause I was born into the money Mama never mourned over the money So I'm sorry, but I can't relate to problems over money Meanwhile, everybody else, watch you make the money Giving power to the money Then we listen to the guys with the pride How he got so much power, blame it all on the money Think about it, government ruling us for money 
So just sold to the money Got no world wars for the money Now we got bodies on the floor cause of money Worst part about it, still we gon' be trying to get the money Forgetting God for the money So go to church against God All your money one nation under God That for God and the money, hold up Make the money, then we let the money make us Missing birthdays just to get your cake up We want world change, but change is what change us Things only gon' change up once the people wake up Once the people Stop Welcome to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. This is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Now, you know, getting into something that that I just I really want to get into real briefly, and um, that's um, uh, that's the UFC, and um, uh, UFC is probably one of one of my favorite things to 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 talk about. One of my favorite things to watch on TV. Um, next. Next to college football, of course, it's probably one of the best spectacles I've ever been a part of. I've been to a couple of MMA uh, events, and I've been to, like I said, I've been to a couple of MMA events. Um, and what you see at an MMA event probably, excuse me, probably compares to anything I've I've done. I've seen um in football um been to a, been to a lot of Auburn football games been to a lot of um been to a couple of Falcons games and and but nothing compared to intenseness of, of of college football high school football but MMA as a whole for me I've been a part of it since I was 16 um was second to my first MMA event at, at 17 so um, tonight's UFC, UFC 190 is very, very big. Um, Ronda Rousey fighting Betsy, Betsy Correa, uh, for the women's bantamweight title. And that card in itself is just a great card. Shogun and Little Nog and, uh, Big Nog and, uh, Stephen Shrove. Um, and, there's a lot of it's a lot of great fights and a lot of good things that's gonna happen on that card and and um shouts out to Ronda Rousey. Um and good luck tonight. Um one of my favorite fighters and one of my favorite fighters ever, Shogun who who hasn't been too hasn't been at his greatest in the last few fights, but I just think that he's got something special right now that's about to happen for him tonight, and and uh, he's gonna have somebody that's gonna stand in there and bang with him like like little dog, and and uh, it's gonna be one of those fights that it, it could be fight of the year, it could be or it could be a dud. I mean, you just you just never know with MMA, but on paper, this card and this card is full of Brazilians since it is in Rio. Um, 
I really, I really do believe that, you know, Ronda Rousey will will put a hurting on this girl. I think some of the comments that Betsy has said um, in the lead up to the fight has caused a lot of bad blood. And honestly, I want to see, I want to see Ronda take this into deep waters. I want to see her beat this girl down. Um, because there's certain things that you that you don't say, in terms of what you said about her and what you and what you don't know what you know about her personal life, um, which which I thought kind of hard and kind of harsh. Well, wasn't there isn't any kind of to it. That was harsh and it was just wrong. Um, you say, when I beat you, don't suicide out on me. I'll give you a rematch. You just don't say things like that. I mean, as a person who myself know people who've who've, who've made that ultimate sacrifice um, of suicide and people that I know that were people who have committed suicide, I mean, there's one thing to say it. But there's another thing to actually just sit up here and, and and be crass about it, you know, just so you're promoting the fight. That's just not it's not cool. It's not it's not right. And you know, you're gonna get your dick. And I think that's what a lot of that's why a lot of people wanted to see this fight because they want to see this girl get her butt whipped. And for me, I wanna see it too. Um so I, I hope it does go into deep waters. I hope I hope it does be slow and painful. But I also she pushed her out in a hurry, also, because I have better things to do on a Saturday night other than other than watch you break a girl's arm. Um but I just thought I'd touch base on that a little bit. And you know, the next couple of UFC cars is great. Um, you got, um, you got Demetrius, Mighty Mouse Johnson, and John Dotson, part two, part two of that rivalry, um, on September 5th. And then, um, in October, you got, you got, um, October 3rd, you got, well, everybody called some of my friends call him Cream Puff. Um, I just call him Champ. Uh, light heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier. He's gonna he's gonna fight um he's gonna fight um Alexander Alexander Demolo, um UFC one ninety two. So you know there's a lot of great cars, a lot of great fights that are coming up in the next couple of months. Um and we'll be talking more about MMA pretty soon also. So um but as a reminder in a couple Next couple of weeks, we'll be previewing uh, from both the state of Georgia and the state of Alabama. Hopefully, I'll have a special guest on online with us, and we'll be talking some uh, Texas high school football. Also, um, and also we'll have some we'll have some coaches from around the area. Coach Clifford Story of Lynette High School. Um, hopefully, we'll have a legendary Lagrange, former Lagrange head coach. Uh, and current East Coweta High School football coach um, Steve Pardue online with us, and also Northgate High School in Noonan uh, have their coach on Mr. Tommy Walburn. Um, 
So there's a lot of good gonna happen and a lot of good things is the show and the brand and everything that this, this goes on with it. But it's, it's about to blow up, guys, and I want y'all to be a part of it. I want y'all to be a part of my dream. I want y'all to do, to help me reach my goals. And you know, right now I'm living through my dream and and uh and um yeah. But um we're gonna jump into some music real quick and we'll be right back.
Welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. This is Jermaine. Thank you for being a part of the show. 
just talking, just sitting here talking about a lot of different things this this week. Um, about recruits talking about about apparel contracts, you know, doing a little bit of UFC, but we're gonna jump back into the foot into some football. We're gonna we're gonna um talk about some of the biggest recruits that could possibly change the landscape of college football as we know it today. Um, I'm gonna give you 15. Let me give you uh 15 recruits. 15, I'm sorry. 15 transfers who could possibly change the playoff atmosphere around everybody around around and we're gonna start off with uh with Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly, as you all know, was was the top recruited dual threat quarterback uh a couple years ago and he was, he was dual threat that coming out of JC last year. Um his quarterback at his he was at Clemson. He's a quarterback now at Ole Miss. Um transferring in for, for the summer after spending a year at, at East Mississippi Community East Community College and and he's ahead of two probably really good quarterbacks, um, Devontae Kincaid and and Ron Buchanan. And Ron Buchanan was a five-star quarterback at the state of Mississippi. And Devontae Kincaid um, was, a, was a great running back also. Now, uh, was a great quarterback also. Um, Jack Kelly bring, brings the dimension that – Hugh Freeze is looking for from his quarterback running his sprint. Um, he brings a little, he, he's a little bit different from Bo Wallace in the fact that, yes, he can stand in a pocket and he can throw the ball and, and he can get out and he can he can get on get on his feet and he can run too. Um, he's one of those guys that um, he's a little bit suspect because of his he's a little bit suspect because of his disciplinary track and, and disciplinary record. Uh, at Clemson, but I think that he will be one of those guys to look for. I think he'd probably be one of those Dark Horse Heisman candidates also. Um, so, but they seen, and I think, like I said, I think that he can play. Um, next up is uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, for me, um, was probably one of the one of the best recruits coming out of state uh, a couple years ago uh, from North Cross High School, and he committed to Alabama, didn't get much playing time, decided to leave school, uh, went to Hutchinson Community College, um, decided to go to Tennessee, and I I'm so excited for Tennessee and. I'm not even a, I'm not a Tennessee fan at all. I don't even like the state of Tennessee. I don't even like Tennessee period. But um that's beyond the point. The volunteers the Tennessee volunteers they they've got the, the kind of player the kind of players there that can really sneak up on Georgia, can really sneak up on 
on um Excuse me. I can really step on some people that they could win. And, and Alvin Kamara, what he does, he, he gives us he gives a secondary option to Jalen Hurd at running back. Um he can also spread out he spread out and get in the slot passes for you. He brings he brings a little, he brings a bit a bit of athleticism, you know, extra athleticism. Not that Tennessee needs any more athleticism on that offensive side of the ball, but God Almighty, I just think that he's going to be one of those players who, who can who can be who can be that good. Um, along with also from the Atlanta area, Alpharetta High School graduate. Um, so that one-two punch in the backfield at running back, along with Joshua Dobbs, and then they got some receivers and they got a tight end um, there. That can catch the ball, the, the, the catch balls. I would not be surprised if Alvin Kamara gets a thousand yards. I would not be surprised if Jalen Hurd gets his thousand yards. It, it just would not surprise me if any of those guys were a thousand yard rush. Both of those guys were a thousand yard rushers. The next, next person that, that's on this and that I'm really excited about, this is why about this guy, is because. Javon Robinson was probably one of the top recruits in the country two years ago. Um, he was in that same class as Alvin Kamara. This is a kid. He was originally committed to Auburn, did not qualify at Auburn. So he went to Georgia Military College, got his, got his grades in order. And now that he's back in the fold at Auburn, He's gonna go in, into this offseason as possibly one of the three best running back options that Auburn has with uh with Peyton and with uh, um excuse me uh with Peyton and also with um and um, his name name um kind of but Rock Thomas and uh. Peyton Barber, I'm sorry. And um with those three guys, Auburn has has that dimension that they can they can run the ball again. You know, they have a three-headed monster at running back. Kind of like what they had a, a few years ago with Cameron Artist with Corey Grant and Mason. So this could be that next big day at Auburn. And with those like with the past three that I just named, Cameron Artist Payne, Trey Mason, and, and um Corey Grant. They were the first album team to lead the nation in rushing. So this these three guys have has that also make things happen in the in that backfield for Auburn, along with Jeremy Johnson, who everybody is raving about, um, and who I'm raving about. Now I'm just I'm really just want to see what what happened with that. Um, the next person, next, next guy we're gonna talk about. Didi Westbrook. Um, this is a kid who comes into comes into Oklahoma and um, I, I I just say this: if you want a dynamic receiver on your team, 
as a JUCO transfer, this is the guy for you. And I can catch everything. I he can catch anything. He enrolled early. He started. He started that spring game for Oklahoma. He's got. He's got that kind of. He's got the kind of speed that only a mama would love, or only a real football fan would love. And last year he had almost 80 receptions, almost 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, and he only played in eight games. And he played at Blinn Junior College, which also Blinn has also spawned out a certain Heisman Trophy winner and a certain champion, and he wore a certain number two at certain a certain school called Auburn University, uh, Cam Newton. So we know what kind of we know what kind of what kind of players Blend brings out, and he's one of those. Like I said, he's one of those next. He's a next big kind of guy. Um, he's six one, about one seven, and it's very to see whether he's a, whether you know. Is Trevor Knight who's throwing him the ball, or Baker Mayfield, who is another transfer, who who's another transfer to Oklahoma, who played at Texas Tech. Um, I mean, like he's got he's got some great, some great, great help to go along with him. Sterling Shepard, who was coming back from from knee injury, Deron Neal, who who could be a game breaker, and you know who I'm to have a breakout as a receiver um so I, that's an, those those another another guy that that could possibly be be a great player um next person that we're going to talk about we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Blake Counts Blake Counts who I I'm I'm just over the moon and and I'm so excited. There's another guy who's coming to Auburn. Um graduated from Michigan this past this past um winter. Well, I'm sorry. And um comes in and he's he's one of those guys that is a shutdown corner. He was all bit he he made 30 starts from Michigan, all bit 10 selection in 2013. Um and he led the conference in interceptions in that um with six and he was among the leaders. So this this guy, like I said, nobody really wanted to throw on him last year. Nobody did throw on him last year. Um so and he's coming into a he's coming into a into a a situation with Muschamp as new offensive coordinator. Gonna play early. He's gonna he's gonna play. He's gonna play now. You know he because he can fit in, he can fit into that scheme. A sure tackler. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty in the, in the running. So, but Blake Counts is one of those guys. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see. Him. So, um, another we're gonna go go on another um transfer. Trey Matthews, um, just this is he he's the, from Auburn, um, started Georgia, and he's gonna come in and play play early, and and I see why he's gonna come in and play early, come in and play. He's a great, 
he's a great um sure tackler. He's he played in he, he actually played for Georgia in the prayer in Jordan Hare game. And the funny thing about that is is that he was the player that was gonna catch the interception if it wasn't tipped. So now that he's coming in, he's six one thirteen. Here to, here to sure tackle. He he he's got something special going on, and I'm glad that he's in hold at Auburn. I'm glad he decided to leave. And I know that that was probably wasn't his wasn't his best hour that that night. That night, he had 12 tackles in that game. And I remember his name called out many times in the game. And I just remember Ricardo Lewis running past him in that game also. So, you know, big shout-outs to Trey Matthews and, and good luck to you this season. Um, next guy, Marcus Lewis. And um, this guy who who I just I just think was just he is so dynamic. Um, I remember seeing him in high school. Also, he was a defense. He's a defensive end, and six three, about two sixty, various. Um, kind of reminds me of a Shane Ray, in a way. Kind of reminds me of a Jadavian Clowney in a way. Um, he is—he's one of those guys who can come in and he can be a disruptor. He can—he can get after the quarterback. Last year, he last year, um, last year he had 20, 20 and a half tackles for loss and eleven sacks. And that's at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. And this kid who can who can. Who can be very be very excited to see him also. You know, we talk about we talk about some some other recruits and we talk about um some things and Harrisburg is another guy. Um he's a big time recruiter. He's a big time recruit coming out of high school. Um I don't. I can't remember what what the deal was uh, with him. Um, he, he ended up going to college, uh, Lackawanna Community College, and um, became a standout left tackle. And um, this this guy, he's very very. He's, he's a big guy. He's about six eight, about three ten. Um, got nice feet. Um. He's a big offense with, with good feet. Can make can make all the blocks. Can make all the tackles. And I just think that he's just got he's just got something he's got something special going on with him also. And he fits very well with Penn State. You know he's got that blue collar mentality. Um. Um. I just I, I'm I'm really I'm really excited to see him play. And um, actually, he's gonna he's gonna be that left tackle, and that's gonna protect the blind side of Christian Hackenberg. And I think that he's gonna be a great 
gonna be a great addition to the Penn State offense and a great addition to to Tony Franklin's uh, team. Another guy that everybody that everybody talks about um for me and it's very very exciting to see him come back. Um but shit and um he he actually played he played he also played in that in that Georgia game. He was a true freshman playing that game. Um he decided he decided to leave Georgia um around time. Um, I'm not Trey Matthews did. Um, he actually followed Todd Grantham to to Louisville. Also, he actually followed Todd Grantham to Louisville, and um, he's he's a great cornerback, about five ten, about one seventy one five. He uh he sat out last year, but. This guy's a ball hawk. He's got great skills. He's got great. He's got great skills. Great speed. Um, we'll find the ball. Out the ball. Got leaping ability that he really talks about. You know, he, he's a great leaper and and um, he he can be that shutdown corner. He he can be a shutdown corner for you. Um, I, I actually project him to be an all ACC type player uh, next season. Um, and w- recruit that everybody um, and that I'm very excited to see is um, former East Washington quarterback um, Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams um, has one has one year eligibility left. He graduated from Eastern Washington University, where he. Re- Another player from from Eastern Washington who's starting in the CFL, and I think will get a get a shot in the NFL. Bo Levi Mitchell. Um, this is a guy who's thrown for over ten thousand yards. Um, he's made it deep in, into the into the FCS playoffs. Um, two of the last two of the three years that he was there at Eastern Washington. Um, the the kids just got the kids got it and um and um you know he was a runner up for the Walton Ward, which is which is the FCS Heisman. Um and he may he may be the one that's gonna replace Marcus Mariota. Actually I think that he will be the one uh replacing Marcus Mariota. He's got he's got a big arm. Um, he reminds me of Russell Wilson in, in a way. He's about the same size, five ten, about two hundred pounds. Um, and ironically, the first game that he plays this year is against his alma mater, um, a school that he that he graduated from, Eastern Washington. They play at Week One at uh, Austin. So, um, and the thing about the thing about Vernon Adams is that he's a dynamic passer. He's a dynamic runner, and I think that he that he could be that next big player. He could he could actually parlay this into a in into an NFL. Um, so that's another guy. That's that's a guy that 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 I want that I want to see. Josh Harvey Clemens. We can go on and on. Josh Harvey Clemens, who who's at Louisville, um, 
We know he has some disciplinary problems. And um, he actually fits some scheme. He actually fits Todd Grantham's scheme to a T. Devontae Fields, another guy uh, from from TCU who's the Louisville also. Um, I just think that I think that Devontae Fields made the made the right move for himself. He's at Louisville now, playing under Bobby Petrino and and Todd Grantham. So uh, it's just very exciting to see him see him play. And last but not least, Everett Ghost. But we all know is at Florida State now. Will be a starting quarterback at, at Florida State, um, which I think is a good thing. It gives Sean McGuire a little bit more time to to develop, even though we know Sean McGuire is that player that that can come in and can ball. Wilson, um, very very proven, a winner at a winner at Florida at uh, Notre Dame. Um. So I uh, just I really think that that he has a great he has a great future. And uh with that being said, a few seconds left on on there. Uh I wanna say thank you for everybody who who's listened to the show today. I wanna thank you for and thank my admin Wendy, thank my man Terrence, um family. My friends and the people who have supported me throughout all this, um, like I said, God's given me a talent, and that talent is is showing through. And I hope that all you guys have a great, safe weekend. And I'm out.
Lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.